welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today I am very excited to have Hayley Robertson with you. How are you Hayley? I'm very well, thanks Danielle. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. For those who may not know Hayley, Hayley Robertson is an MBA qualified marketing and business coach who specializes in helping service-based small businesses grow. In 2018, she left corporate life and founded the online coaching and training business, My Client Strategy, where she provides one-to-one marketing coaching programs and strategy sessions. And Hayley also provides online marketing training and business support to members globally via the My Client Strategy Academy. So I'm very excited to have Hayley with us to share her story. Hayley, where should we start? I'm thinking you're working in corporate. What were you doing way back then? Yes, I spent probably the first 15 years after I left university in corporate life. I worked for a lot of large service-based organisations in Australia. Uh, I moved around a little bit. I started uh, in Adelaide after I went to university in Adelaide, uh, moved to Sydney, got a big promotion, so quite a big move, and uh, then ended up in Melbourne uh, for the last sort of probably three, four years that I was in corporate life and working for, yeah, quite large corporates. Uh, The last uh, organisation I worked with was Telstra, quite a big kind of ASX-listed company with nearly 40,000 employees at the time. So, yeah, it was quite a big change when I shifted from that corporate life into my own business a few years back. So what were you doing marketing while you were there? Is that your role? Yeah, I had a range of roles. I studied marketing at university and went into marketing communications, so probably the first sort of eight to ten years, uh, and then made a bit of a switch over into the sales teams and did a lot of account management and relationship and partnership management uh, roles in uh, in my sort of the last I guess half of my corporate career uh, and yeah just developed a whole heap of marketing and sales uh, skills that have really helped me to I guess build my business and be able to, to set me up uh, with the skill set that I can use and transfer into my own business as well. So when you sort of started in the corporate world did you kind of think this is my you know, this is my career climb through this sort of corporate, you know, stepladder. Or did you kind of think there's more out there for me? Yeah, I think when I worked in, in corporate life, I was really interested in progressing and I wanted to definitely manage people. I think I got my first people management role when I was about 25. Uh, and so that's always been a really big part of the, the roles that I had. And yeah, I just, I really did want to progress, build bigger teams and, and really have that opportunity, I guess, to coach and support other people uh, and to really deliver some, some big projects and, and learn a lot along the way at the same time. Was there a little voice that said, I want to be a business owner? Because I know that I never, in my past life as a graphic designer, I never thought about running my own business. So was that something that you thought about? Yeah, I had. Um, my family uh, all had small businesses. My, my parents were small business owners, a lot of my aunties and uncles, a lot of my cousins were also uh, small business owners. And so I guess it was there in the back of my mind that I, I would like to 
uh, run my own small business, but I think for a long time I didn't really know what that would be. So I was quite comfortable in corporate life uh, for a while uh, and, and I was getting really great opportunities and I was getting uh, a whole heap of even opportunities to travel. I was working in the travel industry uh, early in my career as well, so that enabled me to kind of go a lot of places and, and sort of combined my passion for travel with actually working in corporate life as well. I had, I had kind of the dream job there for a while. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, at different times, there were probably some disappointments along the way and, uh, you know, jobs that didn't work out or projects that didn't end up going ahead. And, and I guess your life kind of just takes all of these twists and turns and you never really know um, where it's going to take you. And I, I guess I didn't really have a, you know, a specific plan to say that I wanted to be running my own business by a certain time or anything like that. But uh, I guess there was a, a few times in my career where I changed jobs. Um, one, one I quit, uh, another one I was made redundant sort of in my mid thirties. Uh, and so there were kind of points there where I could have gone and, and started my own business, but I chose not to at that time. And it wasn't until uh, you know, 2018, probably even a year before that, where I actually started to think about it a bit more seriously and said, yeah, okay, now that is something I guess that I can be doing after corporate life. I, I wasn't really getting the progression and satisfaction out of my role at that point in time. And I think perhaps casually thinking about it early on, but it wasn't until sort of, yeah, 2017, 2018, where I decided, yeah, actually this is something that I want to give a go and, and so then started to put some plans in place to try and make it happen. And so you, the, obviously the, the career progression kind of not going as you planned was sort of the trigger. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, no, I don't, not necessarily. I guess like it all contributes, I think. So, you know, there are times in your career where you're going to have disappointments where things don't work out or where you don't um, kind of progress to where you want to be going. But I think as well, there was always a bit of, uh, you know, the roles that I was doing, I was trying to actually almost run it like it was my business anyway. So it wasn't necessarily that I wasn't able to do the same sorts of things that I was running my own business, but I was looking for a lot more freedom and flexibility in my role. I think, I think just the, um, almost like a, a values clash in some ways, like having to turn up to the office and be in a certain place and do uh, certain things at certain times. Um, it wasn't really fitting in with the kind of lifestyle uh, that I was looking for. I was looking for a lot more freedom and flexibility. Uh, and so sometimes I think you kind of have this challenge where you're faced with, am I leaving corporate life or am I going towards something that's going to be better? And I think for me, um, it was actually going towards something as opposed to trying to just get out of corporate life for the sake of getting out of corporate life. It was actually, it was more about me wanting to, to have my own business and to have that more flexible lifestyle, I think, um, which I wasn't getting in corporate. I, I'm also a country girl. I grew up in the country. And so the opportunities to have that type of career or have that type of job in the back in sort of a, um, a less, uh, you know, an easier lifestyle was never, ever going to happen while I was living in Melbourne and living in Sydney. And, um, yeah, it's just been able to take that step back, I guess. Did you have um, kind of an internal struggle with that when you were kind of making that decision or did you find that an easy decision to make? I think for a long time I didn't really know that I needed to make the decision. So I was sort of in a job that I wasn't really fully satisfied in, but you, you, sometimes you don't really know exactly what the problem is or, or what the solution is even um, because you can't identify a problem. So first 
best part of fixing a problem is actually identifying a solution. Sorry, the best part of getting a solution is actually fixing the problem. So uh, I think for me, I kind of was just unhappy for a, for a while there. And then it wasn't until I decided, yes, I'm going to make this happen. But it was still another 12 months of me staying in that corporate role, getting myself organised, putting my plan in place before I actually left my job. So um, yeah. it was a time there, I think, where I was able to just transition it wasn't kind of like a, a blunt this is one day and that's the next it, it was definitely kind of transitioned over time so that made it a bit easier I think and did you tell people that you were working with what you were doing or was it kind of hush hush at the time or no nobody knew what I was kind of working on in the background obviously my family and friends did uh, but yeah I didn't uh, I didn't tell my boss or people that I was working with uh, what I was working on um, part of that I think was because I was still trying to figure it out as well so I didn't really have anything to tell at that point um, but then obviously once I got to the point where I was ready to leave I think my boss was actually quite a bit shocked <laughs> that I did resign when I did uh, but um, yeah it was the right call for me and the right decision. So. Did you find that difficult though kind of because you know this new business that was kind of happening behind the scenes was such a big part of your life and not being out you know because you know I'm sure at your work you had friends and things like that was that kind of difficult not to kind of share that information at that stage? Um, not really because I kind of it was actually helping to balance me so I was able to go to work and do my job and not feel frustrated or not feel kind of disappointed by things that were happening in my job or my work because I knew that I actually had something better to go to uh, when the time was right so I think it actually gave me better balance I had I had that happening in the background and um yeah, I was able to talk work and talk about the things that were happening at work with, with the people I was working with. And then, yeah, when I'd go home, I'd talk to my family and friends about, you know, what I was working on and, and my next steps. Did you kind of feel that what was lacking at work was being fulfilled by that passion that was happening, you know, after hours? Yeah, I think so. I think I didn't have that, that escape or that freedom and flexibility as well. So just being able to... Uh, you know, make the own, my own calls on everything in my business from my logo to my brand colours to my website to the name, like everything you actually get to be the decision maker, which when you're working in corporate life, that doesn't always, it's not always the case. Like you do have to either collaboratively come up with solutions or, or you compromise. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the decisions made by somebody else higher up in the organisation. So to be able to have that freedom to be able to make my own decisions and set my own path, I think kind of, yeah, was, was what was exciting about it. Were you scared at all? Uh, I don't think so. Like thinking back, I don't think I was because I'd I'd had that twelve months to kind of settle with the idea. So by the time I was ready to go and, and walked out the door of my corporate job, uh, you know, I was looking forward to the future. It wasn't wasn't really something that it felt wrong. It, it really felt right. So yeah, there wasn't really a need to to feel scared. And, and I had done some steps before that, so I didn't feel like I was walking into it with a blank piece of paper. I I kind of had a bit of a plan as well for how it was going to go forward. So. That's one thing that I am amazed at you, Hayley, because you have a plan for everything and you're very <laughs> organised. And I thought I was an organised person until I met you. <laughs> I so do I have think... a good plan, yeah. <laughs> so do you think that organisation helped you through that process? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think one of the big things uh, that yeah. I did and that I would recommend to anybody else as well that's considering kind of leaving their job and, and going into their own business was I had uh, firstly my financial plan. So I had been putting money away for that year before I left my corporate job so that I would have that bit of a financial buffer before I uh, you know, as I let into that business, um, I didn't want to have the financial stress because I think that's that's what can really un, un rock you from, I guess, moving forward and making some progress. So um, I definitely had a bit of a financial plan. Uh, and I also, I guess, had a bit of a plan for what I was going to do in terms of the coaching and, and training and, and, and consulting as well. Um, in that marketing space, I had all of the skills that I knew uh, that I would need. Uh, so, yeah, it was a matter of, I guess, just bringing it all together in those, those early months. Yeah. So in that 12 months, so I'm just wanting to kind of make this um, for pe people who may be considering doing similar, who may be in a corporate role and thinking of kind of stepping into their own business but kind of find that transition daunting or may not be as organised as you are, lovely Hayley. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend in that 12 months like researching and like what sort of things were you preparing? You said your finances, obviously, but what yeah. other things do you, were you preparing and doing research on to take the leap? Yeah, I guess I did find it quite difficult actually during that 12 months to make a lot of progress because obviously I was still working full time. Um, I was still, you know, trying to live my life uh, as well. So trying to find the time and, and you really do need to carve out and find the time if you are going to work on um, building your business in the background. It's not something that can necessarily kind of slot in. And I used to find I'd spend quite a bit of time on a Saturday just sitting there thinking about my business and, and working out what it is that I wanted to do and coming up with a name and, uh, you know, just researching who else was out there, who else was doing what I was doing. Um, on reflection, I wish I had probably done a little bit more, but I think part of that as well is it was kind of a good thing that I didn't know all of that because I might not have made the leap like if I had actually realized how much I needed to to do in order to prepare and, and get it off the ground I probably would never have done it so yeah. uh, I think it's a bit of uh, progress over perfection uh, and just making sure that uh, you know I, I had a kind of a foundation and a structure around it um, but there were a lot of things that I didn't know and I, I needed to be okay with the fact that I knew that I didn't know them um, so that I could, I could just move forward and just get started and that's the thing as well, like I've been working for myself, oh gosh, 10 plus years now, there's always something to learn. There's yes. never a point where you can say, oh, I've got this all sorted, I'm just going to sit back, put my feet up. There's always something that comes up that's like a new learning curve or personal development yeah. or something that um, is there. And I think we just have to learn to kind of expect that on that journey. Yeah, and I, I think you will make faster progress once you do actually separate and go from you know, working full-time and trying to do this on the side to actually going all in and making it your full-time business. I think that's that's where you really actually do start to see a lot of forward momentum uh, and it is very hard to get that while you're still trying to kind of juggle everything and do both at the same time. So for me, I got to a point where I knew I needed to make a break um, in order to actually progress forward a lot faster than where I was going. So, uh, yeah, that was the decision that I came to. And at that stage, did you make the conscious decision for it to be an online business? Or yeah, was that something that definitely. came later? 
No, I definitely wanted to have an online business. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, at various times to have a few projects in my corporate life, one where I actually launched a website for a company that I was working for and I had a lot of other online and digital marketing um, sort of projects and programs that I was working on. So I knew the trend of the market and where business was kind of going. And so, uh, yeah, it was always a deliberate decision to have an online business. Um, I had a lot of family interstate. Um, at the time I was traveling um, to see my partner who was living interstate and I just needed to have that freedom and flexibility. I needed to be able to pick up my laptop and, and go to mum and dad's for a week or, you know, go, go to see my partner for a week. So having that online business just had uh, gave me so much more flexibility. And I guess I think for people who are trying to, to leave corporate and start their own business, it's really important to understand why you want to start your own business. And for me, it was to get more freedom and flexibility uh, and have the kind of lifestyle that I was looking for. Uh, but I think uh, it, it can be different for everybody. So it's important that you do actually build that into the business structure and your business model that you have um, so that you can get really good alignment because there's nothing worse than kind of starting your own business and then finding out that it's not really giving you what you want to do or you're working even harder in your own business than what you've been working before if that wasn't really the idea or why you went into it. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's yeah. also all in, like running your own business is so all-encompassing around your life, it's like, well, what do you want out of your life and what do you want out of your business and how are they going to work integrated really, not side by side, I say integrated because I think, like you said, there's things that come up where you do have to just, you know, up and leave for something or there's, you know, instances and situations that arise where you need to be able to be flexible on both sides. Yeah, and there's pros and cons. Like sometimes it is really difficult to get away from your business because it is your business and there is always something that needs to be done. Uh, so, but, but if you can just take your laptop and work for an hour or two and, and get that, kind of, that task done that you need to get done, but you're still able to you know, travel or to enjoy something that you were planning to do or take that time out, then you can still do that um, when you've got the right business model that's set up for you. Um, and, and for me, I, I relocated from Melbourne to Brisbane and my business didn't skip a beat because of the really deliberate decisions I made around the business model that I was going to set up. And um, that was right at the start of COVID too. So that was a lot of disruption yeah, going on there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I was able to just continue uh, to do that and I think with the the really big adoption now of Zoom and people getting used to working from home and, and those types of things it didn't really impact me if anything it actually helped me because people were a lot more open to the idea of online coaching uh, it's given me a really broad uh, network and um, I guess geography which I can market my business as well I don't, I'm not restricted to any particular location I coach all over Australia uh, my online academy which is my membership has people from all over the world so uh, it really isn't there's no limits now and, and I guess I saw that early on um, from even my work in my corporate life I could see the trend and I could see where business is going uh, and so to be able to set this up and you know sort of get it off the ground and, and get it going it's been uh, really exciting. What would you say, so how long have you been in business now? How long since my so, uh, probably Probably just over two years yeah. since I launched. What would you say, because working for like there is a transition to not going into an office every day and, you know, the kind of um, nine to five lifestyle that a corporate role brings. What has been the biggest challenges, I guess, from transitioning from corporate to working for yourself from home? 
Yeah, I think um, from a personal sense, the biggest challenge has definitely been the isolation. Uh, if you're in an office environment and you're used to having all of these people around, and, and I worked for some really large companies, so there was always someone to bounce ideas off and, and even just to chat to at lunchtime and, and those types of things. So I think the isolation uh, is definitely, from a personal perspective, probably the biggest challenge that I, I needed to overcome. Uh, but I guess as well from a business perspective, it, it really was actually uh, trying to work out how I was going to take all of these skills and all this knowledge that I had and, uh, and how I was actually going to turn that into a business and, and come up with something that I could sell and that, that I could build a sustainable business with. I think from a business perspective, uh, working out how you're going to make your money and how you're going to make it sustainable and, and profitable over the longer term. Uh, is probably, I would say, the biggest challenge as well. And you sort of, because you, when you're in a corporate life, it's really easy because, you know, that is your job. That's what you're recognised for. People know that by your job title and what you do. And when you go into your own business, sometimes it's, it is really hard to define yourself um, because you've had a company to do that for you. Now you're doing it for yourself. Uh, it can be, I guess, a little bit challenging to, to start with. And like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Who am I? What am I going to call myself? How am I going to make my money? So that, that from a business perspective was challenging to start. And I guess as well, you suddenly, you know, incorporate you in a role, you have a defined um, job description of what's expected yeah. of you, but suddenly you run your own business and you're jack of all trades until you can kind of start outsourcing and getting people to help you. But that's a big change because suddenly you're not doing the do 24-7 because you've got to worry about bookkeeping and you've got to worry about the yeah. admin and the socials and all the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is part of uh, the financial plan that people need to think about too before they start to to go uh, into their own business because, you know, I know even my early days I had lawyers fees to write my terms and conditions and my privacy policies. I had uh, some support with my website. I did some training on, on how to get that up and running. I had my, my accountant to set up my business structure and do my financials and help me get that sort of off the ground as well. So you do need to have this virtual team around you. And I think you need to be budgeting and accounting for that uh, to make sure that you aren't necessarily overwhelmed by those things to start with as well, because that's just going to hold you back. Uh, it is just, it's, yeah, it's going to stop you from being able to go forward faster. Yeah. And did you have people, you know, I know you joined Shield Shine quite earlier on in your business journey, but did you find those people that were able to sort of help you with those things and have that support around you for when it got challenging? Uh, initially, no. All of my friends were all from corporate life and my network, my LinkedIn contacts, everyone, yeah, they were all sort of working in corporate organisations and I guess for me I was fortunate that I had um, some family and friends that that were running small businesses uh, but as anyone that has run their own business as well knows sometimes talking to family about what you're doing is not necessarily a good idea either um, but, I, but I just I had to learn so you know you I think if for anyone that's looking for support or looking to build a virtual team it's just about doing your research it's about knowing what you need getting some advice, looking at client reviews and testimonials, like make sure whoever you are investing in to help you with your business, you know, has, has worked with clients before and has got that, um, you know, those good client reviews there that you can kind of get a bit of a sense for the fact that you are going to see a return on your investment. But 
uh, yeah, you, you just need to do your research, I think, and, and get out there. And, and a, a network like Shield Shine has been fantastic because you can actually ask for referrals and you can ask for other people. And, and I did do that a couple of times. I think one of my, um, uh, you know, I asked, I went to, a, I found a lawyer, I got my terms and conditions and I asked her for recommendations for a website and for, you know, so you do find as well that there's some good referrals that you can get just from working with people and asking the questions. And I think don't be scared to ask questions as well. There is so much that you don't know when you start a business. So yeah, being able to just reach out to others and then ask for referrals and ask for, for some advice uh, on what you actually need and how much you should be paying for certain things and whether it's necessary. Uh, and, and I think for me as well, but coming from that corporate life, we had really huge budgets. So making decisions about spending a lot of money for me has been really easy because that's what I did in corporate life. But um, at some point you do kind of realise after a little while, perhaps I didn't need to go all in on, on that particular. But those big business um, budgets you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, the money does not last. So uh, yeah, you do need to to um, to just I guess find your uh, the balance and a bit of perspective around and what's what's the appropriate amount for you to be investing in different things. Yeah, and like you said, just asking the questions. So I don't, I don't think any I know with our group, no question is too silly. And there's always someone who goes, yeah, I was thinking that too. How does that work? But there's always someone who has the same question. So I think sharing it helps not just you but a lot of other people as well yeah and, and others ask questions that you don't think of but yeah. as soon as you see them you go oh yeah actually I've got that question yeah. <laughs> really good question uh, so you do kind of pick up those bits and pieces uh, I think which were just a bit unexpected when, when you joined so I, initially I joined She Will Shine just to help me with the isolation that was something that I was really struggling with but what I found after joining and finding all of the other kind of um, support and the benefits and just having someone to ask questions and get referrals and, and all of that extra bit that, that came with it um, and just learning what you need to learn to run a business um, has been just, has blown me away. It's been, um, it's been more than what I expected when I joined. Music to my ears, ears, Hayley. <laughs> uh, so now two years on, you know, a lot has happened within our time. We've had COVID, you've moved the business. Yeah. But obviously the transition went well. What do you find now are your biggest challenges in the business and being a business owner and life and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think you, you find that there's always a kind of next level that you're trying to get to in business. And I think the challenges that I have now are very different to the challenges I had two years ago when I started. Uh, and it's, it, I've kind of gone through the hard yards of working out kind of who I want to be working with, what kind of services I want to sell, uh, what products I enjoy delivering. Like that's a really big part of actually you know, wanting to, to do the, the things that you want to be doing in your business. Uh, and, and so I've kind of settled on that now and now my next challenges are really looking at, well, how do I take it to that next level of growth? What are the next things that I need to learn? And I think for me, whenever I face a challenge like that, I always go to try and learn something new. I think that's, that's what I've done if I look back. That's what I've kind of the pattern that I've always followed and I've always helped, found that that's helped me just to break through as well. So often you get stuck, you don't know what to do next. It's just, you know, Find someone to help you learn something new, enroll in a course, read a book, do something, anything just to keep you moving forward. So, uh, yes, yeah, so sort of growing and scaling to that, that next level. And, and I'm, I'm really focusing on my membership uh, now. That's uh, a big part of um, my business and my values was actually having community and, and, and networking and 
So being able to bring other business owners together uh, in my community uh, and, and teach them about marketing at the same time. Yeah, I know that we've had lots of conversations around memberships and community and it's so nice because memberships, I think, are very different to being a purely service-based business where you're working one-on-one -on -one with clients or maybe you're doing group work with clients. It's still a different, it's a, you know, the continue, continuous, is continuous, that's not a word, the <laughs> continuable kind of Continuity. Continuity, there's a word. This yeah, is my yeah. first podcast for a while, Hayley, you have to forgive me. <laughs> but it is, it's that continue, Hayley said the word Continuity. Now. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of um, wanting to, you know, keep that relationship going with your client, but also to to continually give them more and more along their member journey as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. With marketing, uh, nothing is ever finished. You will never finish your website. You will never, you know, not do another campaign or another launch or another promotion because it is just one of those continuous things that's always ongoing in the business. I think for some business, uh, depending on the type of, of business that you have, there are some that, I, I guess, lend themselves to having um, that ongoing need uh, and that ongoing support that's required. So uh, I guess for me, the membership kind of was a really good fit for that when it came to marketing, because there's always the next thing or something new to learn when it comes to marketing. And things are changing all the time. There's always some new platform, some, some other thing or other technique or Facebook decides to stop showing, you know, all of your content. There's, there's always something that you can learn and something that's changing in that space. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you sort of foresee, say, in the next, I won't go too deep into the future because life at the minute is a bit still, we don't really know what's yeah. kind of happening in the future with travel and things like that. But what do you foresee, I say, in the next six months for, yeah, for the me, academy and for you? Yeah, for me, it's I've kind of uh, reached a point now in the academy where I'm uh, looking to grow and to build that community and to get more support for the people who are in the in the membership there as well uh, and also I think to have a look again at my business model and and the team that I'm putting around me and how can I bring other support into uh, into my community as well to help my community uh, I guess benefit from, from some of that additional expertise so uh, having a look at, at just how I can continue to add value uh, and, and really consolidate that offering that I have there inside yeah. the academy now. And if you were to reflect back, I'm going to ask you two questions. If you were to reflect back on your time, firstly, going from corporate into your business, what would you say is the one biggest challenge from that time? Uh, I definitely think it was trying to work out how to monetize my services and, and bring together the skills and, and, and what I uh, had learned and what I, all the the skills that I gained in my corporate life and how I could actually turn that into a business and make it a sort of profitable, sustainable business is definitely kind of, uh, you know, getting, getting those first few clients, working out exactly what they needed, who I wanted to be working with, what type of services I was going to deliver. Uh, so sort of service design and development probably was the biggest challenge initially. Yeah. And two years on now, what, what do you think is the biggest challenge that you're kind of faced with moving forward? Uh, I think I've, I've reached that stage now where it's just I'm moving into that growth uh, phase and there's just a whole heap of new challenges that come with that. So, uh, you know, while I've got a really solid base 
of my business and I, and I know exactly how I can help my clients and I know how to give that value, um, it's then had to, I guess, it's even perhaps letting go of some of the things that I'm doing as well and how to build that team around me so that I can, can kind of get that, to that next level and grow. Yeah. Do you feel that, because I know personally when I first started, I had no idea about any personal development that I need to have to go through as a business owner. I just thought, I oh, just do your job and, you know, away you go. But the amount, like, I and I find I feel like every growth stage, you kind of, you grow and you get to that point and you've got to kind of reflect on and look at what's coming and kind of prepare yourself for the next step. Do you feel that that's kind of where you are now? You're kind of preparing yourself for growth getting the mindset right, as they say, and sort of really learning and soaking as much as you can to prepare yourself for that next growth stage? Yeah, and I kind of went through that coming out of, uh, I guess, all the lockdowns last year towards the end of the year. I really knew that I needed to be, A, getting the additional support from people who had been where I want to go because it was going to be a lot slower if I was going to try and get there on my own, Um, but also secondly, get some accountability. So I was working on my own and I knew that I needed to have people around me in my business and coaching me as well to just give me that accountability so that, you know, I didn't just go, oh, I'll do that next week or I'll do it tomorrow or just having that kind of firm accountability. So back in December, I actually enrolled in a a 12-month program. So I have a coach that's holding me accountable, that's helping me and showing me, uh, I guess, how to get to that next level as well. So just that support and accountability has been a really big thing, uh, which has helped me in the last few months as well. And um, really making some big progress, which I knew I was not going to, was not, we're not going to get there on my own. So, um, yeah, I have that in place and, yeah, looking forward to kind of the next nine months of that program. I'm sort of three months into it now. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Fantastic. And I guess, you know, like you, no one foresee what was, what foresaw what was happening in the no. last nine months at all. But how amazing that your business was able to, I don't even say pivot because it was already doing what it was meant to do as an online business. Yeah, I did not pivot at all. My business yeah. was just able to uh, to continue. So, um, yeah, very thankful, I guess, that I made those kind of really deliberate decisions around my business model and structure uh, back when I started. So it's sort of enabled me to just build on upon that. I haven't had to necessarily change too much direction at all. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Hayley. It's been a pleasure. Lovely to chat to you, Danielle. I know I'm missing you. So I'm in Melbourne and Haley's in Brizzy, and um, I am missing you. So as soon as we can, and these sort of on and off yeah. lockdowns are gone, we shall be catching up for sure. Absolutely, looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Haley. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. And thanks to everyone for joining us today. I'm sure you enjoyed Haley's story as much as I did. And we'll be back with another amazing woman in business soon. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.